0: good evening everyone Um glad to uh be be with you tonight and i guess i should say determined I uh, feel like uh, no i've been better been worse um, but uh anyways uh just didn't want to not do something and uh when i can do other things it seems like it's hard sometimes to find the, the sit-down, but uh, we do want to go Lord in prayer tonight. Do ask your prayers, for your prayers, and then we've got a little bit we'll cover. And uh, so uh, remember that. Do appreciate all the prayers that everybody's been giving for Kayla and Jacob and uh, little Marshall, Jody, they get through this, and then also <coughs> Grayson i uh, continue to remember him, but remember, uh, Sister Donna Faye and your prayers and her friend, uh, Sandy. Remember, uh, Brother Mike Hogger and his family, uh, did get an update that they were, uh, uh doing good, uh, there, or doing better, I should say. Uh, but, uh, anyways, do, do remember them. Uh, Lucas is doing better, but remember him. Uh, Jason, uh, continue to pray for him and Natalie, uh, Donna Arnold, Sister Donna, and her daughter, Lisa, uh, Brother Jerry, um, Brother Lloyd Shores, uh, normal Whitledge, Donna Cottle, Jessica and family, uh, Billy Walters, uh, Brother Daniel and Sister Diane, Evan, Jeff Slayton, uh, Anita Humphreys, Brother Bill and Sister Joanne uh, Justin Raquel Campbell uh, Sister Mary Rio Brother Chuck and Sister Rhonda uh, Reverend Charles Chester Zach Dillon family Joe and Betty Howard Our missionaries Gail's uh, uh, great-grand-nephew, her great-great-nephew, uh, remember him in your prayers, I do remember those uh, of our shut-ins, Sister Mary Jane, Sister Faye, Sister Tawana and Brother Junior, uh, lifting them up, I remember our revival services with Brother Lonnie Burks coming up June 24th, 25th, hadn't heard back yet on the 26th. And then uh, with Brother uh, Mike Hogard, uh, he will be with us in September, uh, starting the uh, September twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. Uh, so do uh, remember that in your prayers as well. Uh, with that, we'll go to the Lord in prayer tonight, and just ask everybody uh, to remember our country, remember one another, uh, remember our church, our churches. Um, we're not the only church, but we are part of the same church body, uh, so do remember that. Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, for your love, mercy, and grace. We thank you, dear God, for the benefits and blessings you give us, Lord. Father, asking you tonight to lead us, guide us, and direct us, and draw us close to thee. Father, touch our hearts, our lives, Lord. Souls, dear God, we pray. Lord, we're still asking you, Father, to save a lost soul. Lord, have one to rededicate and come back to you. God, ask you tonight that you would just uh, lead us in the path that you'd have us to go and do the things you'd have us to do. God, help us to be that which you'd have us to be. But Lord, we do pray, Father, for those who uh, are preparing and planning to come and minister to us, Lord, and in later time, if you continue to allow time to go, we pray that you touch them. Touch those, dear God, tonight who are shut ins, Lord, who can't be in service, dear God. Father, we pray, Lord, just help us to uh, be ministering, and Father, loving, and praying. But Lord, we just ask you again tonight, Father, just help us to draw closer to you, and one to another, and help us through your word, Father, we pray tonight, and we'll give you glory, we'll give you praise, Father, in Jesus' blessed name, and amen. Amen, I've been thinking about a lot of things uh, in, in the Bible study, and uh, I've got, uh, a lot that uh, the Lord has uh, been blessed, I should say, blessed with the Lord laying on our hearts and things that we've been studying. Um, none of those that I was going over or even adding to tonight uh, felt right, and uh, I just kept praying and asking God to help me with something because uh, at one point I was ready to call and just say, uh, uh, no services tonight, we are at home Um and stuff but I just was going to dismiss and then I I just couldn't bring myself to it I just had to find something so I kept just praying and asking God to help me with something and and even help me with something because of you know I know what he is wanting to do or you know say wanting to do uh, um something that that just helped me to reiterate why I uh was just determined and why I felt like I needed to do something and so I looked up as I like to do look up words and things that pop into my mind in the scriptures there and I looked up a few and I I was going over them I thought well that's just not that but then I looked at one verse and we've covered it many times in different ways and uh so, and so then they come to my mind again, just, you know, praying for a lost soul, praying for somebody to be saved or praying for somebody to rededicate their lives. And we're living in a day and hour, uh, and I don't think anybody would argue this, when there are so many distractions from God, there are so many things that people are uh, worried about, uh, other things that people are just uh, uh, taking pleasure in, and therefore they, they don't um, they're not concerned with God, they're not concerned about serving God, and so this passage of scripture goes uh, right uh, to that uh, point, and so we're going to look at it tonight uh, in the book of Matthew, the, si- the, 17th, the 19th chapter, in the 16th verse, didn't mean to go this far back, but we will. It said, and behold, one came and said unto him, good master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And uh, I'm just going to tell you this tonight. We know this, the answers to these things here, but the Bible Bible plainly tells us that there's nothing that we can do that would be good enough uh, as far as our our actions, what we could do in order to get salvation because of that. Uh, there's nothing, nothing we could do because we're not good enough. Um, we couldn't do enough good deeds, uh, and so he, when he asked this, what, uh, what good things shall I do? There is not a thing in this world that you and I could do uh, for ourselves that is good enough to cause God to give us salvation outside of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and so while there's a lot of people today who think that they can work their way into heaven, uh, they can earn their way into heaven, uh, they're, they're so wrong. They're so wrong. And I would tonight that people would understand that it is so needful for us to, to listen to what is said here. The young man, he asked, what good things shall I do that I may inherit have eternal life? In verse 17, and he said unto him, Jesus talking, he said, and he said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. And church, I've said this many, many times. Use this scripture, there's none good but God. Um, the Bible tells us that our righteousness is as filthy rags, that, that we're all, sinners and come short of the glory of God Uh, and and none of us is good except God Jesus is laying up this standard here uh, to a point to where he you would think that it would then cause the young man to to stop and go wow you know so what do I need to what do I need to do what is it that I should do Uh, and just think about what was happening in, in, in the book of Acts there when they come to him and said asked Paul, you know, what what do they need to do to be saved? And he said, repent of your sins and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, you would think that uh, this might possibly provoke that same answer or, or, or question so that Christ give the answer. Uh, but anyways, he goes, uh, there's none good but God, uh, but if thou will have eternal, if thou will enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said, which? Now, now there's a lot of folks today, and and I'm just going to say it this way. There's a lot of folks today who don't believe that they need to do the whole word of God. And when I'm talking about the whole word of God, I'm not talking about the sacrifices and and stuff that were written in the Old Testament. Uh, Jesus, the Bible plainly tells us in the book of Hebrews uh, that he did away with the sacrifices of the Uh, the goats and the lambs and the the sprinkling of the ashes of the heifers and so forth. Uh, He did away with all of that because he himself became that sacrifice. And believe it or not, uh, when we think about it this way, so we know that uh, John tells us that he laid down his life. It was a willing sacrifice that he gave. Uh, But we're the ones who brought him in. Uh, We're the ones who, who beat him. We're the ones who offered him up so to say. Uh and so the sacrifice that He gave for you and I was the ultimate sacrifice. It was the it was the one that God would accept that would do away with sin. That would and I say do away would wash away our sins. Uh it, it would cover our sins. The blood that would never have to be uh shed again in order for the remission of sins. Uh, but anyways, uh, this young ruler he's sitting here says, which uh, said in him, which he wanted to know what one of those that was going to be enough. And, and Jesus and John says, if you love me, keep my commandments. He didn't say, if you love me, keep a commandment. Uh, if you love me, keep my commandments. And we know that the content, and I've said this many times, the 10 commandments are still applicable today. There's not a one of them. Uh, that was done away with. Uh, if you go back into uh, 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 Exodus chapter 20 and, and you read there, uh, you're going to find, and I believe Exodus, maybe uh, I've got to be real careful there, but uh, uh, you're going to find that every one of those, Exodus chapter 20, every one of those are still applicable uh, today. So then Jesus goes on. Uh, and so he and he said unto him, which Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt bear uh, shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. That thou sh- and thou and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Well, let's go back and we we will do this. And and it's just the Lord working in me tonight. I I didn't think of this on my own, I promise you. Let's look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. You notice Jesus didn't tell him this one, did he? Thou shalt not make unto thee any, or thou shalt make un, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in earth beneath, or that is in the water, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquities of the fathers, upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. Now, now think about this, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath and to keep it holy. six days thou shalt labor, And do all thy works, but the Sabbath day is the day. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do, thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy handmaid, thy manservant, or thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord had made heaven and the earth and all that is in them is, and raised, rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And then after this, we find the other commandments that the Lord talked about that he shouldn't do. And, and Jesus knew his heart, already knew who he was. And in this, we find sometimes that we'll look past some of this important things here. Had Jesus said these first things and gave him all of these commandments that he shouldn't have done regarding God, it it, it he might have lied about it. Uh, maybe he didn't. Maybe he would have realized uh, this. But maybe in this aspect too, maybe he is such a steward of the law, and he thinks that he has really kept all the law and he's kept all these commandments. And he's done them from his youth up, so he doesn't have anything to do. But then when Jesus puts it into him this way, he realizes the guilt that he has. He realizes the problem that he has, and he begins to see it. And this is for you and I to understand uh, tonight. And Jesus said in him, if thou will be perfect. Now see, he's got a problem here. If thou will be perfect, go and sell uh all that thou hast, and give to the poor, that thou shalt have, tre- and, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven. And come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. See, he he had done the the latter half, but he had a problem with the first half. He he could follow all the ones from. love thy father and thy mother, honor thy father and thy mother, and and do all that. But his problem was his treasures, as Matthew said. His treasures were treasures upon the earth. His his true God was his wealth. His true God was his possessions. And these things were more valuable to him than anything else. And you and I, tonight, have to be able to lay down all of these things of life. So that God is first and foremost at every turn, every circumstance, and every every opportunities, uh, every opportunities, opportunity. And, and so here's the deal. While we struggle in this life, and, I, and, I, and I'm not going to say I don't, because we do, but while we struggle in this life, the thing that we should always ask ourselves, am I really putting God first? Does God really have all of me? If God doesn't have all of me, why? And how do I change that? How do I fix that? What is it that God would have me to do differently? Uh, in, in, in this aspect here, nobody can get saved unless they're willing to give God everything. The other side of that is, is once we're saved, that struggle is there. It's real, but we have to realize, and I love this verse, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Uh, um, I I should be more desirous of God and the things of God and do just like you said again in Matthew, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Um, But anyways, those who hold on to the world, those who cannot let go of their things cannot be saved because they'll never give up what they've got for what God will give them. And the truth of the matter is this God gives greater gifts than we can ever obtain or purchase ourselves. Uh, in, in in that aspect. Uh so he said, but when the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had a great possession. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that the rich man sh- that a rich man shall hardly enter to the kingdom of heaven. Now he didn't say that he couldn't. He said shall hardly, there are not going to be very many rich people in heaven as far as those of the earth and riches and wealth in this way because too many of them are like Solomon before Solomon come back to his right sense of mind and said all of it's vanity. They're, they're too busy living it up like it's going to be t- tomorrow and they're okay. Everything's okay. Nothing wrong with money. Nothing wrong with having things, but make sure you've got it all in priority. It's all a gift from God, used for the glory of God. It belongs to God. If you got it today and you don't tomorrow, it was God's to have anyways. And, and also this, that those things don't distract you, keep you, or hold you from serving God or being where you need to be with God at all times. God doesn't take second place to any of those things. That is so important, church. And I, and I can tell you in my life, to to be honest, that that's probably the greatest battle any of us face constantly is making sure that God is first, period, and everything else is second. Everything else is, is after God, uh, because we we struggle with that. And I'm not going to lie about it. we struggle with that. Sometimes we'll say, "Well, God, you know, God understands." Uh, he, and I've always said this: God does understand. He understands that we we don't want to be faithful. He understands that we're not going to be committed. Um, those are God's not accepting that. When we say God understands, we we're saying that God accepts it. Well, God does not accept that. God has God has standards set out in His Word, and we've got to follow that standard. Uh, and, and it's not that it's impossible. It's just that it's hard. Uh, but remember this, when we, we take on what God gives us and we do what God gives us, it's, it's kind of like what Jesus told us back here in the 11th chapter, come unto me all you that are labored and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burdens light. We love those passages of scripture and there's nothing wrong with them, They're they're true. And it's just really, it's, It's being submissive unto God, and when we submit ourselves unto God and unto Christ in a full heart, uh, this this type of living becomes much easier uh, because, you know, he he does carry that burden. He does help us in that sense. Um, Excuse me. And then he says, going on, he says, and again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Can I, can I say, it? he said it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. In other words, that's not impossible either. Think about it. It's possible. Why? Well, that's what I was wanting to get to tonight. When his disciples heard it, they were exceeding amazed, saying, who then can be saved? They thought this is impossible. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, "With men, this is impossible. Remember, what good thing must I do to be saved? I, there's nothing I can do, as far as for myself, of myself, by myself, that will cause God to give me salvation of myself. What, what, what? With it's possible, he said, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Jesus knew." That he was going to die on Calvary's cross. Jesus knew he was going to go through all that he did. And, and I don't want to backstep so far. But but he knew the mockery of the trial. He knew the false witnesses. He knew the washing of the hands of Pilate. He, he knew that he would be placed on the cross. He knew that he would die there on the cross. He knew he'd be put in the borrowed tomb. And he knew also he would rise again. Think about what he says. No man taketh me, taketh my life. I lay it down. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This have I received of my Father. He knew this. We saw his humanity in everything that he did. I come to do the will of him that sent me, and whose whose will? What he's doing? The will of the Father. He was sharing with us. He was showing us. He was illustrating to us. He he did everything right and proper and perfect because he was, is, and always will be the Son of God. He was, is, and always will be God in the flesh to you and I through the Scripture. And we find these things here and we realize these things. But can I say to you tonight, while the world is, I I hate to use the term falling apart, but it it literally is falling apart. And people are so focused on the things of this world and the things of this life that they've lost sight of God. It's still not impossible for God to save a soul through Jesus Christ. It's still not impossible for somebody who's hurting to uh, get out of the messes that that they're in by turning to Jesus Christ. It's just that we are so in love with the world that we just don't do it. Uh, And there are so many people today who are so in love with the world that God is second. And again, God's not going to be placed in a second place position. We've got to learn how to put God first and make God first in our lives. The most important thing there is. And you and I are praying one for another. We'll help one another do that, encourage one another to do it. The other side of that is praying for God to work and to move. Uh, and, and it will happen in somebody else's life. And, and again, my prayer is that it happens uh, to somebody we know or somebody we'll meet. Somehow, some way, God saves somebody uh, in our in our area, our congregation, our church. Um, I, I want that so desperately, uh, just to see God move and, and work and save a soul. Uh, we've heard testimonies of it since we've been praying for it. Uh, but boy, I'd love, I'd love to see it. I promise you, I'd love to see it. Uh, but with that tonight, just just telling us, you know, we need to really focus on the Lord, and we need to be praying earnestly uh, that uh, God will give us the strength to be examples and leaders, so that uh, we can show people that while this life is the way that it is, it's still not impossible. You just have to do it with God. Father, this evening we thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy, and grace. And we thank you, dear God, for allowing us tonight, uh, Father, this opportunity. We pray, Lord, that you would just draw us close to thee and one to another. Precious God, help us to take this word, dear God, and, and apply it, Father, in a meaningful way to our lives. Lord, I pray again tonight, if I've said something amiss, Lord, you straighten it out so that the heart and the ears would hear, dear God, just exactly what you desired. Father, we pray, Lord, tonight again for those that are uh, sick and afflicted, dear God, and we pray, Father, for those that are lost, Lord. God, we praise you and we thank you, Lord, for our salvation, and God, help us to be stronger in our faith, be stronger in the way that we live. But God, again, we pray, Father, save a lost soul, bring a backslidden soul back to you, and Father, we pray do so before it's eternally too late. For these things, we ask and we pray, and we give you glory in the blessed name of Christ Jesus. And Amen, Amen. Uh, please be in mind, uh, or mind, please be in prayer uh, for our services on Sunday. Uh, keep us in your minds as we keep you in our mind. Uh, pray, believing, asking God to do a wondrous work. God bless you and keep you until we see you again.